morning and welcome to Bible Baptist Church. We are so glad that you were able to join us. Let's remember Pastor Wagner and his hand in prayer during this time as we trust the Lord's healing and pray that the Lord will give doctors wisdom. Let's turn our Bibles this morning to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. And we'll be looking at how to love one another in the family of God. How to love one another in the family of God. Let's begin reading in 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse number 9. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that we write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. Let's pray. Father, we are truly grateful for the privilege and opportunity to be here today. And Lord, we're thankful for the technology that allows us to assemble together through a live stream, through video, Lord, through the website, Lord. And we thank you for that and for the people that have the abilities to put those things together. And now, Lord, I pray, Lord, as we uh, gather around your word this morning with our families, Lord, that you would bless. I pray that you'd help me. Give me clarity of thought, clarity of mind, and clarity of speech. I pray that you be with those under the sound of my voice this morning, Lord, that you would encourage them, Father. I pray that you'd work in their hearts and lives through encouraging, Lord, or even if necessary, Lord, to, to nudge or to convict, Lord, of things that may need to change in our life. Father, we ask that you be with uh, Pastor Wagner and Miss Ann. Pray that you be with the doctors, give them wisdom. And Lord, you commit these things in your hand. And we ask, Lord, that you'd have your will and way. Now, Father, bless during this time. May you be uplifted and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we see both doctrine and duty are addressed in this chapter. Duty about a holy walk is what we'll look at today. When it comes to the Christian duty, the bottom line is love. Paul sets love here in stark staring, excuse me, stark staring contrast to lust. Lust has no part in the Christian life. Love is everything. Paul carefully uses the word Philadelphia or brotherly love to underline the kind of love that believers are to demonstrate one toward another. Love is expressed in deeds, not just words. Love reaches out to the weak, to the friendless, to the unfortunate, and to those who are ill or in need. Love delights in hospitality. It is evidence of genuine faith. And without a doubt, during these difficult times and being cooped in, love, without a doubt, needs to be extended. See, but nobody had to teach the Thessalonians to love one another. God himself taught them this, this behavior. Personally, I learned a lot about love while serving on the mission field, as well as in the U.S. Army. Whether it was in Eastern Europe or in, all, or in Germany ministering to our U.S. military and local nationals, we minister to people from all walks of life, their color, their nationality, their language was obsolete. Some saw many nationalities. I saw a church family. And to be perfectly honest, it didn't happen overnight, but I praise the Lord that it did happen. And friends, we must come to the point and ask ourselves, if what we believe does not impact how we live, then is it really worth believing? We know the Bible says love. We know we are to love one another. We're to love one another as Christ loved us, but do we actually put those things into practice? So the question, how are we to love one another like the Thessalonians? 
How are we to love like God loves us? Number one this morning, by increasing in love, by increasing in love. It says here in our text verse, and in verse 10, and indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And again, in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 1, 3, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Dear friend, are you increasing in love? Are you loving more today than you were yesterday? Do you receive others as they are, willing to love them as Christ loves them? Let's look at a few things in reference to by increasing in love. First of all, we are to love the saints around us. In other words, you must learn to love those who are around you. Here in our church congregation and in our fellowship, those who sit in front of us, those who sit behind us, those who sit in another row, we are to love them. We need to be careful that I enjoy the fellowship time, but now it seems hard, but sometimes I wonder, do we love others that sit next to us more or less than the ones who sit on the other end of the auditorium? We're the love the saints around us. First Thessalonians 2, excuse me, chapter 3 and verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Dear friends, love them where they are and pray for them. We are to increase our love, but we are to increase the saints that are around us. Galatians 5.13 tells us, For brethren, you have been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Are we increasing our love? Are we loving those around us? I know some period of time ago while pastoring a U.S. military church in Germany, we had a young teenager, a teenager come to me and said, Preacher, I have a prayer request. Will you pray for me? Will you pray that God would send somebody in my age that I might fellowship, that I might love on, that I might encourage, that I might make a difference in their life? And I promised the young teen that I would do that, but I also encouraged her, make sure that you don't be so much concerned about who's not here or what age group is not here, but let's love those around you. Ask the Lord to help you to love on others, to love those younger than you, to love those maybe a little older than you, but just love those around you and trust God to bring also someone in to love you and to encourage you, someone that may be your peer. So we are to love the saints around you, but also love the saints beyond us. Do we love the saints beyond us? John 13 and verse 34 and 35, the Bible says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye may also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. Dear friends, there are numerous ways that we can love those not only around us, but those that are beyond us. But we can start by loving on our missionaries. Pray for your missionaries. Pray for other communities. Pray for other churches of like faith in your community. We don't need to just dis discipline or draw the circle of love to those who are just around us or just in our local assembly. But what about others that go to another church of like faith or missionaries that are overseas? 
Are we letting them know that we love them through letters and emails and letting them know that, hey, I read your prayer letter and we are praying about this? Or a co-worker who goes to another church, or are you letting them see the love of Christ through your life? If we're not careful, we, we'll try to increase in our love, but we'll put bounds or limits on our love by those that are just immediately around us. But we also need to love those saints that are beyond us or that are beyond you. So before we go on, let me ask, are you increasing in love? Are you loving more today than you were yesterday? And then number two this morning, by examining yourself. By examining yourself. Let's look again at our text in verse 11. That you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you. What do we begin with? Don't be arrogant. Look at James chapter four and verse five and verse six. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Dear friends, don't think too highly of yourself. Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll look at others and we'll see the sin in our life and we're strained at that, but yet there's many things in our own life that we know that we need to work on. Let's not think more highly of ourselves than we should. And don't look down upon others. We must examine ourselves. Do we consider ourselves or do we tend to be a little bit arrogant? Do we tend to be a little bit haughty? Do we tend to look down upon others? And I know if your family is like my family, the best way to find out about me and to know me better is to ask my wife, uh, ask my grandchildren, or when my children are home, praise the Lord, they're all grown now, but ask my children. They're also very honest, especially when they get to talk about mom and dad, amen? But don't be arrogant. And as we examine ourselves, also don't be a gossip. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19, the Bible says, he giveth, excuse me, he that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with the lips. Do we tend to talk with people or talk about people? We should be an encourager, not a gospel gossip. And again, we should talk with people and not about people. It's so easy to be arrogant and look down on others. It's so easy to be arrogant and talk about others, but it's something else to have a burden when you know someone is struggling. Instead of talking about that person, why not pray for that person and lift them up before your heavenly father? If we're going to love others the way we should, and we're going to learn how to love one another in the family of God, we must not only increase in our love, but we also must examine ourselves and to see how we're doing and how we're progressing in these things. Don't be arrogant. Don't be a gossip. And also, don't be apathetic or lazy. Again, in verse 11. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Get busy for God. What other ways are you say? Just get busy for God. I know that if I'm to be honest with you, being away from the home and being in Alabama the last five months and helping the Redeemed Baptist Church get back on their feet, calling a new pastor and coming home, and on our way home, I was excited about getting home. In fact, we drove through the night to get home, and, 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 and I'll tell a funny story. I think I've got time here this morning, but before we got ready to leave Alabama, we had the, the fifth wheel packed up. I was getting ready to lay down and take a nap to get a little rest. 
And my plan was to leave about five o'clock, drive through the evening, get there early in the morning, rest a little bit, and then back that fifth wheel down our driveway. And Michelle put, sent out emails. She called everyone, her mother and friends. And she said, please pray because she gets so nervous about backing that fifth wheel down the driveway. But we got ready to, I got ready to lay down to take my nap. And then both of our phones went wonk, wonk, wonk. And we pick up the phones and it says, tornado warning, take cover immediately. So we're in the fifth wheel next to the church. And the church is a modular building with hurricane straps down to the ground to make it secure. So Michelle says, the, the tornado is coming. We've got to leave. And she left the motor home and ran to the church. And there I was prepared for bed not to be out in public. So I grabbed a shirt grab my jeans, put them on, put on some socks, go out the door, make my way over. And Michelle greets me. What took you so long? And I asked her, why did you leave me behind? Now, here's the funny part about it. My son-in-law, let's just say he's my son-in-law. I'll leave it at that. I won't even say which one he is. When my wife shared the news with my daughter about what took place, he chuckled and said, well, I know why dad wasn't ready. I know why he couldn't get over to the church so quickly because mom didn't lay his clothes out for him. Now, that's kind of a running joke in our family because my wife still takes very good care of me. She does lay out my clothes. She ironed and laid out my clothes for this, the morning service. But I said all that to say this once again, don't be apathetic or lazy. If you see something that needs to be done, just take care of it. So here we are on our way back from the trip. We got through the, the tornado warning. Time and went by. The tornado was just coming off the water about 10 miles from us. But we got through that. I could not sleep. I was too wound up and too pumped up. So after laying down for about a half hour and could not turn off, we got in the motor home and we left. And as I began to travel home, I began to think of that long honeydew list my wife has for me. And then I was reminded of this passage and don't be lazy. So I've been busy with the good weather out in the yard, been busy around the house doing a few things. But you know, there's always something that could be done around God's house. There's always someone who could be prayed for. There's always someone who could use a visit, a note of encouragement. So listen, let's examine ourselves and ask ourselves, am I arrogant? Am I a gossip? Am I apathetic or lazy? Or am I busy about my father's business? Now let's go on. Not only by increasing in love and by examining yourself, uh, the best way to increase in love is also number three, by focusing on your testimony, by focusing on your testimony. In verse 12, the Bible says that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, that ye may have lack of nothing. Let me list a couple of things here this morning. We'll be through in reference to focusing on your testimony. First of all, live with integrity. Live with integrity. I'm sorry to say, but there's just too many people today and more seriously, too many Christians today that just do not have the integrity they need to have. Doing the right thing in a reliable way is a good definition of integrity. Are we living out our Christian life with integrity? And not only integrity, but live responsibly. Live responsibly. Let me give five areas and five words or phrases in this area about living responsibly. Be honest. Be fair, be courageous for the Lord, have compassion and respect, and make sure you have accountability in place. If we can practice these things, I think it will help us to live a responsible life. Again, be honest, be fair, be courageous for the things of God, 
I know some of your mothers out there are quiet and meek, but let somebody come up and say something about your husband or hurt your child, and boy, you're a lioness automatically. Are we also in the same way of the things of God? Are we courageous about our prayer life? Are we courageous about our, our life for the Lord and how we live for the Lord? We need to focus on our testimony, live with integrity, live with responsibility. Romans chapter 12 and verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dear friends, are we loving one another in the family of God? Not just our immediate family where we assemble, but outside that family, other churches of like faith, other communities at churches of like faith, those that are on the mission field, are we loving others in the family of God? And again, how do we do that? We increase in love. Are we increasing in our love? Are we loving more today than we were yesterday? By examining ourselves. Remember, don't be arrogant. Don't be a gossip. Don't be lazy. And then thirdly, by focusing on our testimony. Live with integrity and live responsibly. Dear friends, if we come to a close this morning, let me ask, are you loving the way Christ loved? Are you missing your church family because you've been away and the love for you have them? Let me encourage you to give them a call. It's easy to send a text message. It's easy to send an email, but it's something about that voice contact. We may not be able to make eye to eye unless you have one of those video apps, WhatsApp or FaceTime, where you can give that call and let them know that, hey, I love you and I sure do miss seeing you at church. I sure do miss the opportunity to assemble together with others. Again, as we close this morning, how to love one another in the family of God. Dear friend, if you're listening by radio or by live stream this morning by internet, if you've never experienced what the love of Christ is, if you do not know how to love or feel that you love others the way you should, the first experience that you need is to know what it feels and know what it is to have the love of God upon your life. If you've never trusted Christ as your personal savior, why not reach out to the greatest lover of all and repent of your sins and come to Christ as your personal savior? Not only will he save you and forgive your sins, but he will also love you like no other and teach you to love others also. Simply asking the Lord to forgive you your sins, recognizing the sin in your life, and turning to Christ as your personal Savior.